Welcome to the dark forest. Jack and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. Uh, the credits, Mike Rickbert just sang that song you just heard, him and his girlfriend Sarah. He's just going to sing at the end, Mexican Hat Dance. Um, let's see, Patrick Brady's going to fix the audio. Vilmos works on the website. Uh, there are There is merch. There is the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, if uh, dorky thing's coming out of the forest, if you want one of those. Union made, that's right, because while I'm willing to wear clothing made by toddlers, I'm willing to sell clothes. Thing made by toddlers. And then the Dork Forest, the new Dork Forest shirts, they're just American-made, because I didn't know if you guys would like them. Turns out you do. I'm going to be reordering soon, so if you want a hooded sweatshirt, uh, you might as well place that order, because uh, I'm probably going to order in the next month or so. Anyway, there's green, there's brown, they small through double X. Magnets. There are Ranger magnets. If you, you get a free trinket with every order, the magnet is usually it. Unless I run out of magnets, which I'm not out of. Wow, the longest intro ever. Uh, so if you just want a magnet, send me two bucks if you're a U.S. citizen. What? No. If you're in the United States, send me two bucks. If you're out of the United States, send me three bucks because it's going to cost more. And then I have these Ranger of the Dork Forest, uh, essentially Boy Scout patches, Girl Scout, Boy Scout patches. And um, you can have one of those, but they're like five bucks. I was going to do a thing, but I'm just going to. Just send me $5. Just donate $5. Other than that, you could just donate because there's a donate button. And, um, yeah, that would be great. I bought new new, uh, new mics. How do they sound? They sound great, don't they? Anyway, sitting across from me after the longest intro ever is uh, Kristen Burt. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I liked your intro. Did you like it? I did. It was a little bit longer than usual. It's usually not uh, almost two minutes. <laughs> I like that you had to be a U.S. citizen. To... <laughs> right. It turns out uh, I'm, I'm willing to grandfather people in. Oh, very it's, good. Uh, it's fine. Much like uh, the new immigration laws, feel free to just register. Yeah, and, there's uh, a new one yesterday that I just heard about. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. That uh, if you if you were you came here as a child, you can you can get a green card and it'll all work out. Unless you're in Arizona, and then they're still mad at you. They're still mad at you, even though. All of the people who live in Arizona, you immigrated at some point. Your ancestors came here. You are not. You did not rise fully formed like Venus from the goddamn ocean. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I am sorry to swear. Okay, so Kristen Burt, you can swear if you want. I like that. Oh, good, excellent. You uh, are redcarpetcloset.tv is your website, which I love the idea that you demystify because you do red carpet. Talking head stuff, right? I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm working a lot of red carpets for movie premieres and award shows and things like that. So, right, we shouldn't buy into all of this, right? Right, because everybody's all Botoxed and everything. I uh, was talking to a comic friend of mine yesterday, and the two of them, and they were both comparing their Botox, and one of them had that muscle removed. Uh, you can have the muscle. You can. Yeah, you can just have the muscle removed, wow. and then it's no longer an issue, I guess. Uh, I've decided to just age. Uh, I don't know what to do about it. Uh, I'm sure at some point I'll pan. But uh, not yet. Anyway, you so, look great. That's all that matters. As, as do you. Well thank done. You. Thank you. And uh, so NBC Universal, you do the I Village, uh, which is uh, the Lady West Coast Entertainment uh, website too, right? Yes, I always call it. It's a place for women, but um, it is. <laughs> Guys never have any clue what the site is, but uh, it, it's really a, a hub for women to talk about relationships and if they have families and entertainment and things like that. So I do all of the press junkets for them. Oh, okay. Does it? Um, it, it, is it mostly people who are um, – do you interview, like, regular women, or is it, like, is it like a bulletin board for that kind of thing? There are forums and things like that, okay. and um, Kelly Wallace is their East Coast, and she's actually their head correspondent, I should right. say, and she does a lot of work. She was over at the Olympics, and she interviews Michelle Obama and things like that. I do all the what? fun, fluffy stuff. Right, right. You have not yet gotten to meet Michelle Obama? No, I would like to, though. She's our queen. So, she's uh, got some good biceps, right. too. So, yeah, so our mutual friend, Joe Wilson of VampireMob.com, if people haven't uh, seen enough swearing and vampire um, hitman stuff, go to VampireMob.com because it's super fun. Anyway, um, but that's our mutual friend, and he said that you were a dork for the Olympics, and it's just over. So are you going through some withdrawal? I am going through withdrawal. I actually Why? was doing a fan yeah. podcast um, for – actually a live cast uh, for Spreecast. So every day at 5 o'clock, I had a co-host, and we were gathering. Oh, every day of the Olympics? Yes. Rehashing? 
rehashing what had happened, I really felt like I I fell down the rabbit hole for two weeks. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was watching um, live stream of for NBCOlympics.com and then watching the primetime coverage, which was very, very late uh, incoming, right. um, and also an illegal BBC feed. So, oh, very nice. Very yeah. nice. I understand that we, you could get an illegal BBC feed. You just had to go, like, you had to go around something and get it. And... Um, so you saw a lot. Did you get to see more than just the U.S. stuff then? Yes, which I think was great, especially for me. I'm a huge gymnastics fan. Okay. And so watching the gymnastics, if you watch it on NBC, it was like there were only five gymnasts performing, like two Russians and three Americans, even right. though we had five Americans on the team and there were five Russians. I mean, there were so many people, right. you know, Romania and China and everything else. And everybody is, uh, turns out, uh, really, really good at it uh, because it's the freaking Olympics. What uh, is gymnastics your favorite because there's more to what are in gymnastics i don't even i mean i know there's probably the horse and then there's there's a lot of mat work <laughs> there's a lot of there's like this mat thing going on yeah, well, a lot of, for women there's four events uneven bars um vault oh. floor exercise and beam the men have six so um they add pommel horse okay they have high bar instead of uneven bars um and what about pole vaulting is that track and field track and field okay yeah it's a, so it's all it's the it's Wait, pommel horse? Is that that thing with the two uh, loops on it, and then they have to yes. sort of uh, go around in a circle around it? Yes, and the, the flares, they call them flares. Oh, they, and the American men are terrible at it, and oh. they bombed it, as usual, <laughs> in the Olympics. They bomb it in the nationals. Every single Olympics, you just watch our men. And I don't know why we're so bad on pommel horse. Yeah, because they can do other things, right? They, we are fantastic on high bar and parallel bars, and we've got some great floor workers and just right, hot mess on pommel <laughs> horse. <laughs> on a pommel horse for some reason. You know what? The pommel horse has always made me think, because it's only a men's event, has always made me think, like, I always thought that bicycles, like boys' bikes have that bar and girls' bikes have the have the V. It never made any sense to me because boys are dangle genders. They, they do. have that dangly bit that's just going to get in the freaking way, and women don't. And so you'd think women would be on the pommel horse, or is it because it's all upper body strength? It's upper body strength. Um, and they also do the rings. So that's oh, another right, thing right. that you see. They don't do the beam like the, the ladies do. Right. The ladies do the beam. Uh, the women do not do the rings? Do not do rings. Okay. So a lot of the men's gymnastics is about upper body strength. And the men will wind up with a lot of like bicep tears and injuries and shoulder injuries. Okay. Women seem to have more of like ACL oh. um, and things like Achilles. Right. Things. Oh. So that's what winds up happening. They have more like knee and ankle issues, issues. and men uh, have upper body issues. Well, fair enough. It's uh, so who won? Who won? And did the Americans win in any of this stuff? <laughs> well, yes, the ladies won. Oh, the, really? uh, Team Gold, which was the first since 1996. Okay. The Magnificent Seven in Atlanta. Uh-huh. But it was a bigger deal because this um, was a non-boycotted Olympics. Not that 96 was boycotted. However, the other issue is that um, it was on foreign soil. So. It's oh. a really big deal. Right. It's it's harder to win an away game. And, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, well, okay, so the women's team came home with a lot of gold. They did. They came home with the team gold, um, and then we won the all-around for individual gymnastics with Gabby Douglas. Okay. And she was the first African-American. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she was at, uh, was she doing uneven bars? What was she doing? Everything. You have to do oh. all four oh, on all-around. All okay. Yeah, you have to do all four. Um, yeah. People were giving her shit about her hair? Okay, that is so what ridiculous. Is, that didn't make any sense. She was working out shouldn't she pull her hair back and the weird thing is that and i've heard two sides this, everyone had their hair back and the, and the girls all have it sloppy and she actually had it the neatest of the five girls right and she's 16 years old so who cares what the she's not supposed to be out there like with super coiffed hair right right was she i'm sorry was she at a sitcom did i miss out that she, there were makeup know. and uh did she have a possibly a pimple too that we could make fun of because she was 16 jesus christos that isn't okay <laughs> at all not okay and especially Especially, you know, it's it's a sensitive thing because, you know, she's African-American. And right. so, the, you know, I think... Good hair. Did you see Chris Rock's... Uh, did you ever see Chris Rock's documentary about black people hair? Yes. It is the greatest. It's fantastic. It's a great documentary. Yep. And, you know, I don't know any. I don't know enough about anything. Uh, but I think black women talk about hair with each other a great deal. Yeah. And... Um, 
Yeah, and so it just felt rude coming knowing about that. About and that it, it was and it was black women talking about Gabby Douglas, right. which was like really trash talking. Yeah, well, take it back. I'm like, that's my girl. I had predicted a year and a half ago that she was going to win the gold, and she was like, no one at the time. Oh, yeah. You have backstory on some of these kids. I, have you been following? Yes, I am a dork enough that like I am not like an every four years gymnastics fan. I follow all the way oh, through. I belong. Awesome. Wait, wait. This is even better. I follow. There's a gymnastics gossip board. <laughs> what? <laughs> awesome. Gymnasticsgossip.com if anyone wants Gym- to see it. Oh, people want to see it. Yes. Gymnastics gossip. That's going in the notes. Yes. Check that out. And I mean, these people live, eat, breathe, sleep gymnastics. I lurk more than post. I post sometimes. Right. But um, it's really one of those things that, um, you know, everything that happens in NCAA gymnastics, what happens in nationals, the America Cup. Okay. Everything. Wow. So, I mean, one would imagine that there are a lot of competitions to get to the, to the, but there's not really professional gymnastics people, are they? Do they go into the circus? What happens to gymnastics people afterwards? There's two tracks you can do, and okay. it's really, really confusing because of NCAA rules. So um, the the fab, or I guess they're calling themselves the Fierce Five now. The Fierce Five that won the gold, four uh-huh. out of five of them went yes. pro. So that means four out of five of them are not going to be allowed to do NCAA gymnastics because you have to be an amateur and not taking any money from sponsors. Okay. Four of them chose to take the Procter & Gamble money and the Kellogg's money and things like that to cash in. What um, Corporate sponsorship to do what, though? To be like on a Wheaties box or something? Or? They are going to be on Corn Flakes. Okay. Yep. So okay. how exciting for them. That is exciting. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, that ad, ad support, I never have any problem with that. But I'm always like, who doesn't want I mean, it's not like you're doing a stay free ad or, you know, or just it's going like an Apple ad or a car salesman. I don't, I don't know why cereal is somehow better. Yeah. I guess you need fuel to to work out and cornflakes. There's not too much sugar. There's nothing wrong with, uh, and gluten free. Turns out. Gluten free. (laughs) That would be perfect for me. It would be. We found out earlier, right before the show, that you're gluten free. GF. (laughs) I got the GF stamp. But, um, and Kellogg's is sponsoring their tour. They're doing a gymnastics tour throughout the fall. Oh, okay. So they'll they're sort of like the ice skaters. Okay, it's kind of like the ice capades. But like the ice capades. I totally just be... dated myself with that. No, is that is that not happening anymore? That hasn't happened for like two decades. <laughs> a, thousand, <laughs> a thousand generations. That's how old we are. You know what else is happening? Caveman. <laughs> anyway, so um, no, I think that that's. Um, Oh, that's interesting. So you can go see some sort of exhibition kind of thing. Like yes. Sort of, not not the circus, but I mean, like a at, at like the performing arts center in your local town, they will have uh, an exhibition of awesome gymnastics. They'll be at the Staples Center here in Los Angeles. And then, what about Cirque du Soleil? Yes, a lot of them, if they decide to go to the NCAA track, which is you'll get a full scholarship to go to UCLA oh, to or to Stanford college. to go to college. Okay. There's a great NCAA teams. I mean, they're huge. Uh, University of Georgia, Alabama. There's some great schools out there that um, you get a full boat, full ride. And afterwards, you know, some people aren't done with gymnastics, so they go to the Cirque du Soleil track. All right. Yeah. Like if you don't get hurt, I imagine. Yeah. And NCAA gymnastics is easier because they're only allowed to train 30 hours a week because they're student athletes. They have to okay. go to school. Um, but for elite athletes, they're used to training over 60 hours a week. Wow. So for elite athletes... That's overtime. It is That's overtime. That's actually 20 hours more than a full-time job. Yes. And they don't go... A lot of them don't go to school. They get homeschooled. Right. So, um, wow. yeah. Or they do online schooling. Or Someone was telling me about uh, some homeschooling that happens here in Los Angeles where a bunch of families have gotten together and then they hire, like, professors to come in and, and, and do, like... Well, this is going to be a, a three-week class. You're going to teach the kids science, and now and they're eight to thirteen, and you know they've all pooled together their their hmm. money, which beats the, my oldest brother and his wife homeschooled their kids, and uh, my brother has a GED. And you're like, wow, why don't you just hit them with a shovel and uh, watch them reel from it well into their twenties? Anyway, uh, so I yes. think that there are ways to homeschool your kids that are better. I, I think so too. Um, my friend's son was um, he played um, Lizzie. I uh, was on Lizzie McGuire, which was a Disney Channel show for oh, years right. with Hilary Duff. Yeah. Yeah, he played Lizzie McGuire's little brother. Okay. And um, so he probably. He was homeschooled. However, she was great. Like, he had an interest in um, Japanese culture. She signed him up um, to for Japanese lessons. He's fluent now as an adult. Wow. Yeah, he, 
photography. She signed him up for that. I mean, he did college courses while he was, you know, still under 18. Um, I mean, she just really found what his interests were and really encouraged them. And now he's still an actor. However, he gets paid for his photography. He went with his Japanese teacher and spent like six weeks at a university, you know, in Japan. Japan. Yep. And And he's interested in Japanese films. So he's done a lot of film work. Right, and and I mean, talk about you know at the bottom of your resume <laughs> where you're like you have special skills. Um, Kira Sultanovich was on an episode a couple couple episodes ago, and she one of her special skills is Russian, and she went into an audition, and the woman's like, "Okay, so can you do this in Russian?" And she was like, "No, no, actually." And she tried to fake it, and uh, and she, she's like, "I do speak Russian, but it's more." Colloquial. I mean, she's like, I speak sort of like family Russian. I don't necessarily it's like speaking Spanglish. Yeah, it's it's you know you can get by and you can understand it better than you can than you can speak it kind of thing. Like my Armenian. Well, first of all, it's non-existent, and second, I mean, like I can do church and food. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's a neat thing for him to have to do Japanese and all that. Wow. Yeah, he's obsessed with it. So I just think that there is just like you said, there's a great way to do homeschooling, and right. then there's kind of a wrong way to do it. Right, and it could be a mess. But um, so have you? Ever ever been to the Olympics? I have not. And it's my dream Ooh. to go to the Olympics. Now, and here's what I've done wrong. Um, I have, <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I For Beijing, Vancouver, and for London, I entered the lottery to get tickets. It's, I mean, it's literally like trying to win Powerball, you know, anywhere. Oh. Yeah, it's so hard to get tickets. And I even went through an IOC con contact, um, which is the International Olympic Committee. Right. She was a member. Yeah, you should know. I mean, like, cause the thing is, is, you end up, once you get in these forums and you start being super interested, you do meet some peripheral people that should be able to help you in some way, shape, yes. or form. And she didn't even get tickets. So. She couldn't do it. Yes. So I have decided, um, because I think Rio is going to be very sexy. It's going to be sexy. <laughs> right, unless you get mugged. <laughs> I don't want, I know. There is a concern. You like keep everything like down your pants. Fanny pack. <laughs> Fanny pack. No. <laughs> It's the fanny pack inside your inside pants. Inside your that, It is. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those money belts. Wear pleats. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. But uh, so are you going to go to Rio, you think? I think so. Um, I'm going to try and get a media pass. Uh, and maybe Spraycast okay. will send me. But um, And hopefully someone else will pay for the trip. But in terms of getting tickets, everyone says just go. People are scalping tickets and selling okay. tickets. And so you sponsors. can just go yeah. and get scalp tickets yeah. uh, to events. Yes. You just have to get there. Because I know uh, Levi Zachary, who I don't know, but for some reason I follow him on Twitter because he was Chuck. He's cute. And he's adorable. And uh, so, but he went to the... To, to the Olympics, and I'm like, well, he's probably, fa- you know, he's famous. He's six seasons of some sitcom, so maybe. On NBC. On NBC. Who happened to broadcast the Olympics. Who happened to broadcast, hello. Never mind, he probably didn't get scalp tickets. He probably sat right there in the tennis, watching the tennis. Uh, do you, have you ever seen live tennis? I have. You- Every year when I lived in New York City, I went to the U.S. Open. Oh, really? Yes. Do you play tennis? I do play tennis. Not very well, but I enjoy it because right. I can exercise without thinking of Because I hate to exercise. It's a game. It's a game, and I can run around, and like instead of running around a track or on a street, like so, or on a treadmill, super bored. Right. Um, so I like to play tennis. I chase the ball probably more than I hit it, but that's right. okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> part of the, the – and there's a ball. <laughs> so and it's there's fun. a ball, exactly. My favorite sport is hacky sack. Oh, uh, are I, you good? No, 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 but I'm a team player, but uh, I like it. Uh, I'm better than, you know, like I can keep it going for a little bit, but I can't do tricks or anything, and I'm I'm more, I'm part of the circle. I'm, part, I'm, I'm more team hacky sack player You're than You're cheering them on. That's, I can I, I can keep it going, but I'm not uh, fancy pants. <laughs> there's, uh, there's guys who smoke a lot of weed who uh, who are very, very good, and I have never smoked a, a lot of weed. I'm not, I'm not a smoker myself. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I fall asleep. <laughs> so, uh, and then I wake up under coats, a pile of coats. Because they're just party. like, You're asleep. You're asleep. Like we're just going to put my purse on top of your makes head. me paranoid, though. We don't need any of the paranoia. <laughs> oh, get, oh, yeah, yeah. That's I'm the not, paranoia girl. I'm like, I don't need that. Right. I Genuinely, I fall asleep seven to nine minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah. if I ever have insomnia, I know but where I to like go. But I like a cocktail every you once in a while. You enjoy an adult beverage? I do. You're having a Coca-Cola here, here at the uh, the Dork Forest. I'm having uh, an iced coffee out of my Portal 2 uh, glass. This is a video game. I like it. All right. So, okay. So we have... Um, so it's the gymnastics, which is your favorite. Yes. But did you end up watching all of it? Oh, I watched everything I had to. I watched the swimming with Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte and okay. Missy Franklin. There were a lot of great names coming out of the U.S. swimming this year. Um, those were the racers, right? Those were the swimming racers. Oh, they're fast. They're so fast. And so strong. And the bodies on them. 
Really? Those bodies are amazing. Just because they aren't little either, because they seem kind of buff. Even the women are just like, I mean, it's just a solid mass. Shoulders of, especially. You see it yeah. on the women. They're, they've got huge shoulders because, yeah. you know, all the, the stroking that they have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bodies are, are flawless. I mean, they consume. I mean, if you ever hear of a swimmer, they consume upwards of 10,000 calories a day because they burn. So <laughs> does that sound exciting? That does sound exciting. <laughs> I know. That like, I'll be right back. I got to go swimming. And uh, yeah, um, my favorite. My favorite is the diving, quite honestly. Diving's fantastic. Just because it's so in... I mean, it, does, it looks like a video game. It doesn't look real. How the hell? So good. And, and you know what's interesting? I don't know if you follow diving like from years and years ago, but Greg Luganis, who oh, right. was our last gold medal winner, 84 and 88, he actually came back to diving um, this last quad between Beijing and... and um, London and started mentoring the divers because oh. US, USA Diving would just kind of went to pieces. Was he the last one to win big in 88? Yes. Other than I would There's say There's a Laura, reason for him to come back. Yes. Other, on the women's side, we did have Laura Wilkerson um, who okay. won a gold in Sydney. But um, other than that, like the 2004, 2008 have been disasters. So okay. he came in to mentor them and he's been a huge part. He hasn't been coaching or anything, but right. he's been a huge part for the team really coming together. We won several bronze. We won gold this time around. And it's kind of nice to see Greg Lucan is back. He's got yeah. a great story. Oh, really? What's his What's his deal? Um, I don't know if everyone remembers, but he was the one of the first Olympic athletes to ever come out. He came out and... Oh, right. Yes. I knew that he was back in 1992 when he was HIV positive. And if you remember in 80, uh, yeah, remember he hit in 88, he hit his head on the diving board. Yes. And it was back in the days when doctors, um, when treating wounds, wouldn't necessarily put on rubber gloves. And he was so concerned about having an open wound and the team doctor, you know, treating his, his head. But he wasn't out. He, wa- he knew he was HIV positive, but he hadn't told anyone. And it was wow. just this big moral dilemma um, that sent him into a tailspin. He had like a lot of he had an abusive relationships. He had some drug abuse. Sure. Um, so did he end up telling the doctor? He did. He did. And the yeah. doctor was tested and the doctor was fine. Oh, and, good. But it's really, you know, it's one of those things. And you kind of forget back in the 80s, especially with HIV, we just didn't have the knowledge that we have today. Right. So did he get AIDS or is nope. he just HIV He's positive? He's HIV positive. Right. He thought he was going to be dead by 30. Of sure. course, you know, the medicine that's available now. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. You look at Magic Johnson, too. I mean, right. feral, yeah. healthy, strong. Um, and so he, he's back in diving. And there are these filmmakers that are trying to make a documentary. They have a Kickstarter campaign yeah. to get this documentary about Greg Luganis's um, story, and I just think it's so fantastic. I'll have to well, give I, you the link yeah, yeah, because link that because uh, who doesn't want to be part of that? That'd be neat. The trailer alone, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. You know, it's it's uh, somebody else came out. It was Anderson Cooper, I think. And what I liked it's about Silver Fox, the Silver Fox, what He's I like, sexy. he is sexy. And what I like about him coming out, it felt almost like someone said. So are you dating anyone? And he's like, yeah, I'm gay. Any, are you gay? No? Okay. And then that was it. Next. And that's all it ought to be just because who the hell? I never think about other people's bodily functions. No. I uh, hope it all works out for them. I really... <laughs> his boyfriend, this is gossip, yeah. his boyfriend was just caught making out with somebody else in Central Park by the Ooh. tabloids. I know, right after all this happened. <laughs> no! I know, don't do this. Ah, oh, bad role model. I know. Ah, well. But, but you human. know, it is, it's human. And I wrote an article recently about coming out in Hollywood just because of... Um, for the red carpet closet TV, possibly? <laughs> I did, and then it was syndicated by um, Fanboy Comics and... Oh, nice. Living, like a couple other places picked it up. Oh, cool. It's just kind of interesting because it is a dilemma that we see in in Hollywood quite a bit. Sure. Um, whether people stay in the closet or come out. And, you know, there's two sides to it. One is privacy because mm-hmm. um, it's nobody's business. Right. Um, but I think a lot of um, actors and people in the public eye feel like they have a responsibility to the younger generation because politically, politically, it's so there's such a stigma to it that if you can be of support to somebody, correct, and say it's okay, and you're going to have a great life, and right, you have to be strong enough to take it though, because you're going to get a lot of guff for it. But but you think about Neil Patrick Harris, he's out, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, man. He's got twins. He's got twins, and he's got and he's got a boyfriend, but he also has um, you know, he plays a, he's an actor. He plays a straight guy on a television and show. And I think Neil Patrick Harris is, is sexy. I, like That's the thing. I just don't get... Oh, and Matt Bomber from well, White I, Collar. Hello. Uh, how many... I'm sorry. Uh, in high school, 
I had so many crushes on the gay guys. I was just like, until it took me like it took me like three guys to realize, stop this. Uh, they're still going to be gay. It turns out just because you think that they're sexy, and because they're super, you know, because all of that oppression creates hilarity in my mind, and that's what I find attractive. Good sense of humor is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, who isn't? I know, and they're often very fit. So very. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing like nothing a fit bod. Fit and uh, hilarious. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So, I keep digressing. I keep no, waiting okay. off. That's what podcasting is, quite honestly. So, so red carpet closet. So, you demystify. I never know who anyone famous is. Like, I, you've been mentioning all of these. Who, who are the great... I suppose we should finish Olympics before I, I weed you off. I don't know. It's I mean, we can go wherever you like. Because you did, uh, so you think you can dance. You <laughs> talk to those guys, too. And, I do. And so you get to, do you get to actually, do you get to talk to a lot of famous people at length? At times I, I do. Yeah. It, it depends. Um, you know, press junkets, a lot of people don't realize. It's like I call speed dating for reporters. Oh. <laughs> you go to the Four Seasons. They're usually at the Four Seasons here in Los Angeles. and um, You get a shrimp cocktail. You sometimes. do. They feed you very well. <laughs> I have no problem with the food. Um, sometimes there's little gifts waiting for you and, like, little mints nice. and things like that. Yeah, the, you know, the press loves that. Um, but you go into a room, and they literally start um, a stopwatch or your iPhone stopwatch, and they go, go. And you've got five minutes to ask as many questions as possible. Right to whomever, whatever film you are there to interview oh, the stars. To plug and, yeah, and you, I mean, it's got to be a huge amount of pressure to not ask the same damn questions. Yeah, and, and the nice thing working for iVillage.com, our questions are a little bit different than most like Entertainment Weekly or People or anything else would ask um, because we, we are a site for women, so we want to know more about the families and the kids and the personal lives. Oh, you can go there. I so can you, go there. Oh, that's nice. So, so I'll ask like one question about the movie and then start sneaking right. in the, uh, <laughs> and you're not supposed to ask the personal questions, but as long as they're not like, your spouse just cheated on you. How are you feeling? Right. Not that. Right. But you're not trying to, you're not trying to ambush them. You just want to, we're just, we'd like to get to know you a little bit more. Who cuts your hair? Absolutely. <laughs> I did, I did an interview with Chris Hemsworth, um, less than 24, I, right? Thor? Thor. <laughs> Thor, man. For Snow White and the Huntsman. Uh, uh, yeah. Sexy man. And it was, that young man is very, very handsome. And so nice and charming. I bet. <laughs> and it was less than 24 hours after his baby was born. It hadn't been announced, but I had gotten a tip from someone. Okay. And so I was like, so I heard you had a baby. Like, And all my questions had been that I'd worked with my entertainment editor had been like, you're about to be a father. Like, what's it like? What, okay. what are you prepping for? And all of a sudden, I, it's two minutes before, and someone was like, I believe he had the baby. I'm like, oh, this is a great tip. Now I have to change all my questions in my head because my entertainment editor, I can't reach her. She's on vacation. So I just started going, I heard you had the baby. Are you excited? Like, what happened? Like, I just went off and I asked, like, one question about Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> we did hear from the publicist saying there were an awful lot of questions about the baby. <laughs> right. Right. Nobody's going to. Yeah. But it was a good scoop at the time. It was an excellent scoop. And uh, what kind of baby did he have? Human? He, he human had a baby? human baby, not a baby Thor. A little girl. Oh, a little girl. Oh, little sweet. girl. A little baby what, Thorette. Thorette. What did you know? Do you remember what he named her? I believe it's like India Rose. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's nice. Yeah. Andy wants to, if we were to have children well into my 50s here, uh, <laughs> we're going to name it Waffle. Waffle. And I was like, oh, I'm really glad we're not having a baby because I'm not naming a kid Waffle. Or Bacon. I'd like to name bacon, a kid. Bacon, Larry, any number of things I don't want to do. <laughs> and I know nice Larrys. But, uh, <laughs> you so. can name a cat or dog like Bacon or Waffle. You could. You could. I wouldn't mind a dog named Waffle. That'd be so cute. That'd be an adorable. Do you I have would, a dog? I don't have a dog. I have a cat. Oh, do you? But I, a cat. I have a tuxedo cat. Oh, nice. Yep. But I love dogs and cats. So I would, mm -hmm. if I had a lifestyle where I could have a dog, like, yeah, I'm working too much to have a dog. Right, right. Because you got to walk a dog. You do have to walk a dog. Yeah. You need exercise and everything else. Yeah. But um, I would love to have both. Yeah. I would like to have a dog, except for I'm on the road so much uh, that Andy, who has always had a dog as a child, he's had a thousand dogs because uh, both of his parents uh, have dogs and they were separated and there was a lot. His dad was a dog trainer. And yeah. so a lot of dogs. Uh, I have never had a dog and I've always wanted the dog and I'm always on the road. And Andy's like, yeah, that's great. You wouldn't have a dog. I would have a dog. I don't want a dog. So we have an iguana. Oh. And uh, he's out in the garage. You can meet him after. I if you can't like. wait. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll take when a photo the ice cream with him. Happens. Oh, would you like a I photo would. with I'll Tiberius? tweet it out. Yep. Oh, fair enough. That is. A, <laughs> I'll use it as the picture for the uh, for the app. Why not? It's a it's a fun bonus. Oh, by the way, there's apps. 
Okay, so uh, another plug. So uh, yeah, I love I love the idea. Do you find I find that there are too many famous people now for me to know who everyone is. You know, it's a challenge because it, everything has sort of fallen into a category. You have all your reality show stars. Um, you've got your A list movie stars. You've got okay. your TV stars. You've got your Disney Channel stars for the tween set. Yeah, and then you've got sort of that in between that CW like Gossip Girl kind of people that are. You know, okay. famous because they're young and pretty, and and hanging out with with people. Like, are they on television? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they are on television, <laughs> but it can Everyone's be. Everyone's on television. Everyone's on television. But they're all different levels, and I don't know because it used to just be movie stars and TV stars, and then then the reality thing happened, and I was and I could keep up, and then sort of the D list thing happened, and yeah. I was like, okay, and then there were too many reality shows, and I don't care about toddlers no, and Tiara no. or just a lot of Honey Boo Boo, Honey Boo Boo, which is some sort of. Baby raised in a cauldron? What's happening? What, what is that? <laughs> that was a baby from Toddlers and Terrors who got her own show. So now I think everyone that's on Toddlers and Terrors thinks they're going to get their own show. But I'm like, that she's like the one breakout star. You have to understand, like, this is... How old is this kid? Like six. So a six-year-old has gotten her own reality show? Yeah. And and it's about her... Her and her family and... Is it just going to follow her family or is it going to follow her fashion career? I think she's, I think she's not going to do... Um, I haven't seen the, the episode yet, but I believe it just premiered. So I don't think she's doing baby pageants anymore. She's okay. grown that. But oh, her family is like a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So. Yeah, just a little baby. Honey Boo Boo. And yeah. that's her sl- slogan or saying or something? Mm, it's like her nickname. Her, she, her own created nickname or something like yeah. that? Like, yeah. You know, uh, did you ever have a nickname? Kristen Burt. Uh, yes, Kristen Burt. Burt. Yep. That's it. I, I didn't want. I didn't want to. Uh, I was going to add another syllable, so I was like, "Damn it! Look at her name." <laughs> All right, Kristen Burt. Um, yeah. I mean, my family called me Pumpkin because I'm really in real life. I am a ginger. Oh, you're redhead. Oh, redhead. redhead. Oh, yes. I was a redhead as a child, and then it just grew into whatever this is. And then uh, my uh, hairdresser wanted to foil, and I was like, "Do whatever you want. You're Do the professional. Rock on." Yeah. It's good to have highlights and lowlights. Uh, I don't work as a ginger for whatever reason. Okay. I think they like blondes for entertainment reporters. Right. So okay. this is what pays the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, why Good don't you go back you. to your natural? And I'm like, I tried it as an experiment in 2005 and did not work for five months. So, and done. Done. There you go. That's, it turns out uh, there was an empirical study made, and it was a five-month study that involved uh, you living off your savings. That's right. No, so. we are going to be blonde until I retire. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, what did? I, what else did I like? I did, um, the running. Did you watch a lot of the running? Track and fields. Yeah. I mean, Usain Bolt's like... Right, right. The Bolt guy, right? Yeah, you got to do this. Bolt. Oh, you got to actually you do this. You got to do this the lightning bolt. Oh, that's his lightning bolt. Yeah. Is his name really Bolt? To your knowledge, uh, to my knowledge, change. to my knowledge, it is Bolt. <laughs> I have, that is a hell of an apropos name. Isn't that great for a dude who's running? And yeah. he's very—you know what I like about him? He was doing an interview with like a, a Telemundo or Univision or whatever, and the medal ceremony for one of the Americans started playing in the background. You can hear the national anthem, and he stopped the interview. It was live TV, and he said, "I need to pay my respects to the athlete and the medal ceremony." Turned around, watched the whole medal ceremony, applauded, and said, "I'm sorry." Went back to it. Oh my God! I love that. You know what that is? That's a classy guy. Very right there. classy. Nice I mean, work. he's Mr. Showboat, but he's yeah. also Mr. Class. Yeah, that's fine. That's yep. you know, you, you could be bold. That's neat. I love stories like that. And you know, we didn't hear that story, but you know, you can find there's a link on YouTube. You can definitely see it, which okay. I love. Yeah. I tried to put on Telemundo and Univision uh, in an effort to see some other events, you know, because it was all it was all U.S. events, and they were, and that's why I bought the antenna uh, for the TV is because I wanted to watch because we canceled the cable but then I couldn't get any television and so then I bought this uh, this TV antenna and it turns out we get like 40 channels of NBC has four channels do you local, get East Coast feed or I don't know they seem to be local local channels oh. they're all there's 35 different channels there's like three Armenian channels uh, five Asian channels uh, various degrees of Chinese and Korean and, and Vietnamese and then uh, there's um Something like seven or eight Spanish channels. And then there's something called Antenna TV that just shows Brady Bunch, Hazel, <gasps> the 
Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's essentially Nick at Night. Fantastic. But just all day long because it's free. I'd get sucked on the couch. I'd be like a marathon. I knew it. I wasn't gonna. I, that's why we got rid of the cable is because I and then I regretted it almost immediately because I love the Food Network because uh, I love to watch a Rachel Ray <laughs> yeah. marathon. I would 30. love. I'm gonna slam Time Warner Cable. I would love to get Time Warner Cable. Get just get rid of them. Be done with them. However, just for my job, I need to watch like E News oh my gosh, and stuff yeah. like that, and I can't figure out a way to get E News. Use online or, or anywhere else, right? Because they only show it. Correct, and it's essential to my job. So yeah, you gotta um, you gotta be able to keep. Yeah, keep especially up during awards season, it's really important to keep up. So yeah, but if you do end up getting an antenna, uh, remember the old days with the VHR and uh, the words auto program, because the antenna has an auto program feature with your TV. And that's how it found all the channels. Wow. Yeah, because initially I'm turning the damn thing like it's 1970. And uh, I can't get the, the TV to care, like which way I'm pointing the antenna, until I go into the menu and it's like TV antenna and then auto program. I was like, oh, my God, auto program. And then it found all the channels. And now, I love it. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I I like, see, I miss E. I miss um, the Food Network, and I miss, yep. I think, travel, and whatever shows Cash Cab all the time. Uh, cause is it History or is that Travel Channel? It might be Bravo. It might be History. Mm. I love Cash Cab. That guy's great. That guy's great. And, uh, you know, you feel smart because they're not that hard, those questions. They're not that hard. But every time I'm in New York, I'm like, I wonder if I, today's my Cash Cab day. I know. I take cabs, and I hope. And then, then I, I just did see an expose that they, uh, that they cast it. Darn it. I know it. That would have been so... See? Demystifying Hollywood. Yep. I just demystified Cash Cab, bastards. Darn it. Of course they have to because all the releases and they need to, you know, background check people. Otherwise he's just got to be picking people up and then kicking them out when they don't fit the the profile. (laughs) I'm actually not going to drive you where you need to go. You got to get another cab. Get another cab. Out. Out. (laughs) It's like you got to enforce that for eight hours a day. Oh my gosh, that would be annoying. They wouldn't, really would be. Yeah, and they'd never get the, the footage that they want. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. It's um, the, So you think you can dance. I've only seen one episode of that, but you've you've gone back and seen, you talked to the, the people yes. who were on previous episodes, yes. previous so seasons. What we do is um, on Wednesday nights, um, we actually watch the show um, here on the West Coast from 8 to 10 at the studio, and then we go live at like 10.05 on the internet after buzztv.com. Okay. And we, um, my co-host AJ Gibson and Corinne Williams and I usually have a guest from a former season that will talk about what just happened in the episode, but also get oh. the scoop as to, you know, what's what's it like to be a contestant? You know, how are the rehearsals? Is it easy to get injured? Um, you know, what are what right, judges really like? behind? Like, because you're like, you, you see this cool thing and you can get sort of their insight into what did you think of that? Yeah. And then, and then you also get sort of, yeah, how, how, what do you think happened, you know? Yeah. And I think the interesting stuff, especially during the audition rounds, which are pretty intense and they do a week in Las Vegas, um, but they keep these dancers up till about three in the morning. Hello, non-union. Oh, right. Yes. Because they're running non-union. Right. They don't have to follow. It's a reality show and they can do whatever they want. They can have yep. the camera right in your face. And that's because it's drama because people get tired and they start crying and they're emotional and people get injured. And that's and good TV. That's good TV. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. I freaking hate that. It's a little frustrating because sometimes they would have them. They think that they were done for the day after dancing from, say, 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. They're like, okay, now you all have to get into groups and choreograph a dance. And you have until... And Tomorrow how, morning. How long do they shoot? The, I mean, the thing is, the self depri- the the sleep deprivation alone. Man, there's got to be. I, and I am not a litigant. Uh, I I do not. Believe, I believe in random litigation, not at all. Right. But I really wish someone because I it, I get it. They need television, but they don't need television that much. They're just kids. They're right? Just, just kids. I mean, most of them. The oldest is probably like 26. You know. But right. So they have more energy. They have. They do have more energy. <laughs> but remember, it's reality, and they sign that ironclad agreement that they hand to you. And I doubt anyone really reads it. You know, they go, okay, great, I'll sign it because I'm going to be on a TV show. Oh, I the last comic standing. Three seasons I did, uh, two and a half really, because I had to. They cut me out of the second one because I was going on my honeymoon. And mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, for the finals, but the the when I first got the first contract, mm-hmm. it was something like seventy seven pages, uh. and I stopped reading it when it said that they had the right to fictionalize my life because uh, they could they could rearrange all the <laughs> clips and stuff. And I called my manager and I was like. 
what what's happening with the, with this? And she goes, Jackie, read it. Don't read it. Sign it. Don't sign it. There's nothing in it for you. All you're getting is exposure. Yep. That's the only reason to do it. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll sign it. Without reading it, which is against everything that I was taught. Absolutely. When you're in the industry, you have to read all, you know, you should be reading all your contracts. But, I mean, last comic standing, you're probably going to come out okay in the end. Right. It's when you go on some of the Bravo shows with, like, the Real Housewives. I mean, some of these people have oh, had right. tragic, tragic life stories. Um, and they're going to do whatever the heck they want, honestly. Really? The, yeah. the, 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 the I've never seen one of those housewives ones. What are how many are there? Are there like five? Uh, there's uh, Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, Atlanta. Miami. Okay. Um, Beverly Hills, Orange County, oh. um, and there was DC that got canceled, but okay. so um, seven. There's been seven of the franchise. And are they? Um, how, I mean, my brother Russ watches them. He thinks that they're the. <laughs> they are oddly addicting. I mean, I yeah. always have it on, like. Sometimes in the background when I'm like, I just need like mindless television sometimes and I'll watch it. Right. Um, but it's really, it's one of those things that does make me pause because uh, one of the women from Beverly Hills, Taylor Armstrong, her husband wound up committing suicide. Oh my God. They were getting divorced. She wound up committing suicide. Um, and and she's had some problems with alcohol and this is all played out on television. Oh my um, God. And I just think at what cost... Yeah, do you want... I mean, people really do want want fame. Yeah, they she's want got a five-year-old fame. daughter. Let's add that to the mix. Oh, Christ on a cracker. Yeah. That is not okay. But they were, having, they were in such financial distress that I think she's almost tied to the show because she needs money coming no, in. she needs... Because her husband left her or ex-husband right. left her with millions of dollars in debt. Right. Uh, here's, here's where my father uh, would say, well, you know, you don't have to pay that. What you do is you just give him five bucks a month until you die, and if you die in debt, you win. And I'm like, well, that makes you hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how if anybody else wants to live like that. You don't have the creditors calling all the time, you know. Right. You, you don't have to take those calls. Oh, really? Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and she lives in Beverly Hills. and Yeah, she lives in the Los Angeles area. I don't know if it's right in Beverly Hills. I did interview her um, before the MTV Movie Awards this year. And okay. um, we actually share a, um, a designer. We both borrow clothes from the same couture oh. dress maker, which is so... Who are you wearing? Who am I wearing? Shigori Couture. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> How yes. do you spell Shigori? Uh, S-H-A-G-O-U-R-Y. R-Y. Okay. Gilbert Shigori in Beverly Hills. They're fantastic. We'll link them up. Yeah. That's right, because who doesn't want to see cool clothes? Oh, my gosh. They've done both of my Oscar dresses the last two years. Yeah? They are unbelievable. Their, their work is amazing. I already picked up my dress for this year, too. Oh, cool. For 2013. 2013? Yep. So do you know what the style, like, is it... Did you try to go with something simple? What do you do? What do you? Well, for me, um, working on the red carpet, it's a little bit different than being a nominee. Um, okay. So I have a few more considerations just because I am working, and so I don't want a long train. Okay. Because um, people will step on it all the. Cause right. Remember, if you're a nominee, you might get a long train. You might get a long train in the back and oh. be elegant and sophisticated because you're trailing down the red carpet. <laughs> you want everyone to look at your fashion. Right, right. But I'm stuck behind, like, you know, uh, some the sort wall. Of podium. Yeah, the yeah. Little, you know, yeah. we're in like cattle. <laughs> would you want a long train? Might that be something that you would enjoy? As a nominee, sure. As a nominee, you, you, would, be, you go big. Go big? You go big when you're a nominee. Would you go feathers? I mean, how big is how big? Is big? Uh, feathers are a real specific thing. Like, you know. <laughs> I just, it was yeah, that's, it, but that's great though. I mean, um, Penelope Cruz one year wore this beautiful dress with feathers on it. Really? Yeah, and right. and she looks lovely. But okay. I, I don't think. And she wore like a one of those big high buns. You know, like big ginormous buns. Hair? Hair? Yeah. She had her hair all up in a bun. All up in a bun. She looked right. fantastic. Oh, good. good yeah. Good, good. <laughs> but I don't think everyone. I mean, I'm five three. I don't necessarily think like feathers and like a ton of stuff would would go well. Oh, I yeah. usually need more form fitting. Okay, just to really accent the tiny. And you were going. We're going with this. They're going with good. this. I yeah. 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 Because, I mean, that's the whole thing is you definitely want to, you want to look good and you, uh, and, and, and so. And comfort. So, and yeah. Because how long is that day? Um, for reporters and nominees, it's going to be a long day anyway, but I was on the red carpet at 1030 AM on Oscar Sunday. Um, so I started hair and makeup at 6 wow. AM and, um, and then I did the red carpet and then I went backstage to the, um, 
backstage where they all the winners come and right. so and you can, in the press room and interview the winners. So and then I go to parties and so usually it ends at like two or three in the morning the next day. Wow. Um, and then and, you sleep for two days. And then I sleep for two days. It okay. really you feel hungover even if you didn't have a drop of alcohol. It, right. Oscars week is a week of like changing in your car because you've got event to event to event to cover. All do week you, long. Do you have to have a lot of outfits? Yes. Because I, they don't want to see the same outfit. And, and well, no, because you're on television, correct. you can't be have the same outfit. You're like, no, no, this is this is a clean shirt. Like, because this shirt uh, that I'm wearing right now, I know you wonder who I'm wearing. Uh, this is the <laughs> men's <laughs> but it's cute. Exchange um, uh, V-neck black T-shirt. I own six of them. <laughs> Fantastic. You know what? If you like something, I'm a big proponent of like buying every single color. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh good. Uh, I, they're all black. Uh, okay. Just because uh, I. Um, and, and I tend to pull on them, kind of like uh, Patrick Stewart in in in, uh, in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And so they all have the same. They all get a little tiny pinhole right in the front because I'm constantly whatever. But uh, yeah, so but you'd have to change all the time. So do you have? Do you usually wear dresses or do you? In general, yeah. in my life, I'm wearing a dress today. Um, yeah. Yep, well, uh, a nice halter top dress, kind of like a nice thank shoulder. That's pretty. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, I um, I do have a stylist. I have to have one because it's constantly pulling clothes for me. And oh, right. Yeah, I mean, she'll like yesterday. She was like, "How about this clutch? How about this hat?" Like, because <laughs> I'm headed. How often do you meet her? Um, probably once a month we go through like what my events are and things like that. And she'll oh, okay, either so she'll pull go clothes or look for things. And- yeah. And and does she have links with different coutures and other people like that that you can borrow stuff from? And, and yeah, she has stuff in her wardrobe, and then she also oh, pulls she has from a wardrobe. Yeah, and, stylists and do. That's what they do. Yeah. They get they figure out your size, and they're like, all right, well then I'll, I'll I'll make sure I have stuff in stock for different things. And they know it cuts and colors, and uh, we we talk a lot about like, is this a formal red carpet? Is this casual? I moderate a lot of panels, okay. so I always want to look cute for that. Did you go to Comic Con? I moderate. did go to Comic Con. I didn't moderate, but I, I went to support a couple friends that were on panels. So. Oh, cool! Which, which, uh, which, uh, which, if I might ask. Sure, um, Stephanie Thorpe. Um, is oh, yeah. Good, yeah, you know Stephanie Thorpe. Uh, I've met her. I, I don't know. Her. She's awesome. You yeah. should have her on. Actually, I she's. Have her on. I will connect you guys. Please do. Yes, um, she was on a panel of um, most dangerous women of Comic Con. That's right. I remember hearing about that. Yes. How was it? It was great. Yeah? It was great. You know, I think what's so nice in just that whole space is that women are being embraced, um, strong figures. Right. They're working in that space, too, as producers and writers and actors. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of talk about, you know, the role of women in science fiction and in comic books and, and fans and all that stuff. I did a, a science fiction, my first science fiction convention, a live dork forest and stand-up show at a science fiction convention in Minneapolis called Convergence. And they had... They had a slogan. There was a lot of sort of, I guess there's uh, conventions, there's, since since a lot of this dork nerd stuff has gone mainstream, there's a lot more um, just creeps uh, showing up, <laughs> a lot of bad guys yeah. who just want to play grab ass, and, um, and so they had signs up that had the best slogan ever, and it was, costumes are not consent. It's true. It is true. So if you're dressed as uh, sexy Xena, the warrior princess, doesn't mean uh, people got to check you out and grab your 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 circly thing. Your so, circly okay. thing. Well, I always like to call that, especially the men that are kind of lurking and don't even ask for a photo. I call them the pervarazzi. <laughs> it's true because for five years I hosted a show for Toyota on the auto show circuit and called Toyota okay. Live. Yep. And uh, it's a very similar. Um, Similar venue, yeah, very specific. Um, and they sit there and they, you know, hide behind poles and they take your photo and they'll take pictures of your feet. I mean, really strange things. That I, is strange. I had Just a guy talk to me like a person. Absolutely fine. I had this gentleman that comes see my show every single year in Detroit, and one year he had made a collage of all different photos that I never knew were being taken and made them into placemats. And gave them to me, and I'm like, I don't want to eat off my face. Right. I I don't know what to do with this, but I do appreciate your effort, which is yes. I've had a couple of what I do like so a lot of the fan art, like the the new Dork Forest shirt by uh, Brett Chambers. That's fan art that Brett made. That's great and uh, outdorked me, man, because I didn't recognize that that symbol is the Rebel Alliance symbol. Ooh, and that quote is from the Lord of the Rings. <gasps> it's when Aragorn finds the white tree and says, uh, "I have found it." And then he, he did outdork you. He totally outdorked me, and wow. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings dork. And then there's a D12 on it, but uh, which is a 12-sided die. But um, yeah, I think I, I don't mind 
I, I like the idea of fan art. <laughs> I just, like, uh, a couple of different people have made um, magic cards, Magic the Gathering cards with different still pictures of me from, like, my half-hour special or different different headshots. That's and cool. Stuff. And it's neat. I don't have to eat off it. I don't want to eat. <laughs> well, we're going to eat. Uh, what are you going to do with placemat? I mean... Yeah, you know, it's very nice, but no. I get it. We're all in the entertainment business. We're a little bit narcissistic. That is narcissism <laughs> at a level I don't even want to touch. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't even understand parents who do that with their kids' photos. They're like, we're going to do plates uh, with my baby's photo on it, and then we're going to have dinner. And eat I'm gonna peas and steak. Eat peas and find your eyeball. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Squish, was that a pea or your eyeball? <laughs> I like it. It's uh, All of this fashion stuff is amazing. I like the idea of having a, a stylist because then they, they know your body and they know what looks flattering on you. Because you can ask people, well, what does this look like? And um, they don't know. Uh, they don't, you know, and I will say, like, my stylist has literally seen every part of me. I joke that <laughs> two years ago, my Oscar dress, like, you couldn't wear any undergarments. I went commando at the Oscars. Wow. I mean, not a bra, not any panties, nothing. No not spa- no spanks. And she had, she was trying to put on my shoes, and she's like, I have to get up under your dress. And I'm like... All right. So literally, she's up under my dress, put it on my shoes, and I'm like, this is the epitome of just embarrassment. Good work for you, lady. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You knew you were going into gynecology. Oh, um, gosh. I know. A couple episodes ago, it was Korean spa dork, uh, and we talked about, have you ever been to a Korean Where spa? Where they, like, rub you down. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are up in your business, man. Yep. They are. Lift your leg. And lift your leg. And you're like, like and you're like, really? You're okay with I don't care. They myself. see it every day. Every day. They're just like, oh, here's another body part. So you... I mean the 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 working the runway and and being a reporter on television you know on the in front of cameras. The one thing that's tough, you know, I love my job because I, I was such a school nerd. Like I love studying and I love doing research. So this has been perfect for a perfect job for me because you have to research your subject oh, right, right, before you yeah. interview them. So you know you have to have the smarts to do all of that. But there is a lot of focus on what you look like physically. And like I said. Right. I yeah. was a ginger, and, you know, I, I have to be blonde for my job because yeah. that's what gets me hired. I'm spray tanning a lot. You know, I have to go to the gym. I have to worry about, you know, going out a lot and making sure that I look presentable. And right. It, you know. You're like, I'm not going to have bacon, it turns out, sadly. I love bacon, though. <laughs> Bacon's pretty amazing. So good. You should occasionally have bacon. So it is. You have to really keep a, a try and keep a, a sense of self and awareness and uh, because you can focus too much on the superficial and, and you know. Oh, right. And then and then forget to do your homework. So do you do a lot of, um, do you read a lot of the, like, autobiographies and a lot of the Hollywood book kind of stuff? I, I can, um, depending on who I'm interviewing. I mean, I've had to do a lot of articles this summer on Tom Cruise just with the whole Tom Katie thing and right right because they broke up and yeah 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 I mean that's a whole saga in and of itself and we we could spend five hours on that one (laughs) um and we're not going to so good for everyone (laughs) trust me on that is he have you ever met him I haven't met Tom Cruise um you know be Katie I have met Katie. Okay. Yeah. Did you meet the kid? Did you ever? Have not met Suri. Okay. Um, but you know, right. Suri, Suri's a little fashionista. I kind of like her. She's, right, right. She makes She's, me laugh. She kind of reminds me of Madonna's kid. Yes, Lourdes. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems. I mean, I think when you're raised with that much sort of paparazzi around you, you get a sort of sense of, oh, I like my nose from that angle. Except even when you're seven, Suri is a little bit traumatized by it. You'll see her hiding oh, yeah. her head in her blanket or in her toy. Or oh, she'll be okay. like, "Take a picture of my baby. Don't take a picture of me." Okay. I I can't wait for the book to come out in 20 years yeah. from Surrey. Yeah. I wonder if the Scientologist is allowed to read. No, they're good, right? Yeah, yeah, she's going good. to a regular school next year. She's going to oh, Avenues, right. which is a brand new private school in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. So there'll be no Scientology. She's, uh, that's right. Then they went back to the Catholic Church. Uh, with the, She's like, we're just going to go back to this one. This one is an older version. Yes. <laughs> and that, that's exactly it. They're just... Um, in the agreement, in the child custody agreement, there Scientology is not allowed to be mentioned in the presence of Surrey. So Katie really, I mean, I don't think people realize what How she accomplished. Surrey six. Okay. But six is when they get sort of indoctrinated into the Scientology. Okay. Um, and which is probably why she was like, we gotta yeah. go. If people don't understand the the coup that Katie Holmes really succeeded in. Here? Yes, it's it's kind of unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, I kind of admire her. I mean, she her dad was is a lawyer, so he Okay. It was it was a flawless escape. Flawless victory. Yeah. Well done. Well, well done. Combat. Yep. All right. Well, good for her. Yep. 
Wow. I mean, uh, you know, you think about all the people talk about how they don't want to raise their kids in L.A. And I'm like, well, it can be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's you just hang out with normal people. Yep. Or as someone called all of my friends, industrial strength nerds. I, <laughs> I was like, they are a bit of it. But a lot of, you know, some of them, like one of them, a couple of them work at JPL and, yep. and other ones are teachers and physicists and, and, and IT guys. And I mean, they're all dorks of a, of a comic book, science fiction kind of gaming variety. But they're normal people yep. and, and perfectly nice human beings. And um, yeah, and they, they read and everything. What uh, I usually ask people what they like to read. Do you you, uh, I know that you read a lot for, for work, mm-hmm. but is, do you do any sort of hobby reading? <laughs> I do hobby reading. And I, I'm really one of those that I'm, I'm so into reading um, stories about the entertainment business. I kind of like love like the backstory, the and- backstory, you know. <laughs> Um, I just always like there's there's a great book at uh, Disney Wars and just about sort of how Disney Wars Disney Wars yeah who wrote that you know I'll find it. yeah we'll find, find it. it it's so great and it's all about sort of the history of Disney through the Michael Eisner years um, oh wow. and you know the big he and Katzenberg I mean you kind of forget because now he's so aligned with Spielberg but that was a big big like Hollywood executive divorce type That's of thing right and um, I man. Did- I vaguely remember that, and it has to be kind of big for it to to permeate my sense of whatever. Yeah, and I'm I'm a huge Disney fan. I have an annual pass. I go oh, do for you? fun. Yeah, <laughs> go for fun. I, we went to a California adventure, and Andy got me a uh, Amelia Air hat over by Soren. Soren oh, over California. That's my favorite favorite ride. With the oranges that they have, like... smell of smell vision Yes. Did you grow up here in California? Boston. Oh, you grew up in Boston? I'm a New Englander. Oh, did you grow up in the city or something like uh, Brookline or something? So out I am totally preppy. Yeah, I, I grew up in Andover. So oh, there a lot you of go. people know Andover. And then I... Wait, this is even better. I summered in Kennebunkport. Oh, did you summer? I summered. Excellent. We summered one year in the Wisconsin Dells. Nice. Anyway, uh, so Kennebunkport, isn't that Kennedy's land or something? Uh, that is actually Bush territory. Oh. <clears throat> Pardon me. And, uh, yeah, I worked uh, three summers or two. I was very drunk uh, uh, in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Oh, very good. Yeah, it's where I found out that I was not gay. Because uh, <laughs> if you were going to be gay, that would have been the is safest space the in the world. Place to do. That or Fire <laughs> Island. Yeah. <laughs> Key West. Yeah, Key West is a good one. A nice one. Palm Springs can be good. Or the University of Wisconsin-Madison during the 80s. It would have been fine. Either one. Turns out. But uh, it didn't take. So the... the, the, yeah, I worked at a hot dog stand in, in Provincetown. <laughs> insert the joke there. Insert the, yeah, there's nothing like serving foot-long hot dogs to six-foot-four transvestites. Put a condiment on that. You know what joke never gets old? That one. That one. Everyone is drunk. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but that was the first place I ever went whale-watching and stuff. Boston is, uh, Massachusetts, I love Massachusetts. It was a great, I, I don't think I would ever move back there now. I just, I feel like I've outgrown it, but it was right. probably the best childhood. I just loved every minute of it. And over, I'm sure there was a lot of running around because it's a, it's a small town essentially, right? It's Outside a sm- of small town, is it its own town or is it is it part? Okay, yeah, it's its own town. It's an old mill town. Um, Andover Academy is there. I think a lot of people know Phillips Andover. Um, I only know that because of Spencer for Hire novels. <laughs> yes, and, you know um, Robert Urich actually. When he, you know, they filmed Spencer for Hire in Boston. He actually went to my church. He went to St. Augustine's, and okay. then when I moved out here. He was at the same church out here. It was so weird. That is weird. Yeah. You're like, hey, I know I you. I know America you. America with a K. And now I'm just a lapsed Catholic altogether. But it's so that's all good. Everyone gets nostalgic, though. And uh, my, uh, my my stepmother uh, was hadn't been to a, a, a Catholic church in 40 years. But when we went on our honeymoon to Italy, she said, if you go to Rome, give me a rosary blessed by the Pope. You should. And I was like. I would totally do that, and we didn't go to Rome, but uh, <laughs> but I, I would. She was like, "It's not. I don't want to. I would just be nice. It would just be. It's a neat thing." She was like, "Because she was raised Catholic schools too. Did yep. you go to Catholic schools? I didn't. I went to prep school. Oh, that's nice. You go one yeah. or the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just you got to do something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> where'd, where'd you go to university, if I might? NYU. NYU. Yes. Did you study acting? No, I'm not you, an actress. What do you? Oh, <laughs> not an actress. No one wants. Be. No, I don't think so. Nobody wants in. Uh, no, it's, I'm horrible. It's I'm so like, there's plenty of you guys in this town that are <laughs> twenty thousand times more talented than I would ever be in that department. Well, I think there could be typecasting. They could make you a reporter. You could be a reporter. I have done a little bit of that when friends ask, like, will you do a role in my web series? I'm like, it can only be a reporter or an anchor. <laughs> I won't do anything else because it, it's just. 
I feel really uncomfortable. It looks awkward, but I mean, if you want me to be a reporter, I can just be myself. So oh, okay, yeah. all right, all right, fair enough. Y'all want to cast me as? Would, would you would you study at NYU? Dance. Oh, did you? I was there no on dance scholarship. You're a huge gymnastics nerd. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. What kind of um, uh, ballet? Yeah, I studied at Boston Ballet and then got a full scholarship to NYU for dance. Wow. And did musical theater when I was in New York. Do you still dance? Um, for fun. I was actually dancing last night. Really? <laughs> Just for fun, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. No, no, it should be fun. Yeah. And uh, do you... Um, do you, can you ballroom dance and stuff? Um, a little bit. Not as well as what you see like on Dancing with the Stars or anything oh, no. like that. No. Right, right. But I mean, uh, much like my hacky sack, uh, I would like to like learn how to swing dance and ballroom it's dance fun. and stuff. Cause it's that would... fun. My boyfriend's really good at it. Is so, he? Yeah. So do you guys ever go out dancing to that kind of thing? Last night we went dancing. That's where you went? Yeah. You went out dancing? We went out dancing. Where can you go dancing? Well, there's a lot of places. Um, we were at <laughs> we were at Bar Mall last night, but they have dancing the there. Chateau Marmont? Yeah, right next okay. to it. They have dancing though. Okay, is it uh, big band dancing? It was not big band, but we were ballroom dancing because we don't care. You don't care. You don't care. Own it. it. Do our thing. That's awesome. Yep. That's and he's a pretty good dancer. He's a great dancer. Yeah. Did he study dancers? He's just like really. He comes from a family of dancers. His sister has a whole. Company um, that's Tango, so oh my Tango gosh. Del, Del Cielo. So and they, so he she plays raised in, He's raised in a really artsy family. Yeah. Is he from here? Uh, San Francisco. He's a San Francisco guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you ever see Strictly Ballroom? I have. I love Strictly Ballroom. Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> yeah, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. The new one. He's why is he making a 3D version of the Great Gatsby? Well, you What's know, going on? did you hear? It got postponed. It was supposed to be a you know this fall for uh, Christmas Day actually for as the Oscar season film. Right. It got postponed till next May. So it's coming so you out. Expect the release. Yep. And to me, I, I don't know why you would think that um, Great Gatsby would be perfect as a summer movie because it won't be good. It should have been in that sort of epic Oscar time yeah. period, which makes me think it's a stinker. It might not be good. Yep. And 3D. 3D. What the hell? What, he's going to fall into the pool at you? What's going to happen? <laughs> Great Gatsby. Not a cheerful movie. No. Not, not a not a feel good. But All right. Darn, you know, I, I do, you know, I do love Moulin Rouge. I just, I can watch that over and over. It is amazing. It really is. I cry and cry Gosh. every time I see it. Yeah, I just think um, so inventive and creative and what he did not only with dance, but also um you know, sort of making hybrids out of all these songs and everything. Oh, yeah. What he did musically was amazing. Genius. Too. And I had never liked Nicole Kidman before that. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I think she is is a whore with a heart of gold. She, she might actually, that might actually not be acting. I'm going to say she's actually one of the most lovely people I've interviewed. Well, that's nice. Yes. She comes across as an ice queen, I think, in photos and things like that. And I think that she was married to Tom Cruise, too. I don't want to make this a Tom right. Cruise show. Um, but it's, it is one of the... you are not a Tom Cruise dork. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I never have been. I, even as a kid, I wasn't like, Top Gun. I was always like, I don't get the appeal of Top Gun. I don't know. No. I never, I've never even seen Top Gun. You don't need I think to. I saw uh, the race car one. Oh, Days of Thunder. That's where he met Nicole Kidman. Right. I saw that one, and I remember watching it thinking to myself, they're sort of, all they're doing, there's a lot of still photos of him, just just of his pie face, just of his face with the wind blowing through it. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, he's an interesting person. He's just very controlled of his image, and I've had a lot of friends that have worked with him, and they say he's the nicest guy on set, respect. Respectful. I'm sure he's very sweet. I mean, yep. the, the the thing is about all the. I'm sure Nicole Kidman. She does seem. She's. You know what? She reminds me of people that have scared me in the past. I yep. think she's just someone who's very certain of what she can bring to the table, yep. and that's. I think that that's great. It does. It doesn't make her a bad person. It makes her a scary person for me. I don't necessarily. <laughs> but when you meet her and everything, she's actually very warm, which oh, that's I, neat. which is nice and lovely. And she's one of those. She is private about her personal life, but she'll give you a nice little tidbit, like a little teeny anecdote about her one of her daughters and okay. then you feel like oh my gosh she shared something about her family life and then you realize later on she gave us nothing right but she's so good at selling it that you were like we're so we're good friends we're, we're, i got a glimpse into her in, into her life yeah into her pain into her joy and, and i respect that actually because that's amazing it, it's, that's, a, it's a good skill actually it's a hell of a skill yeah that seems all right what wait winter olympics coming up um, that was going to be in Sochi in 2014. Where is Sochi? We're going to Russia. 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 I'm going to get one of those big Are fur hats. Are you going to go? You know, I have a friend that is working the game, so it's kind of tempting for me because it's one of those things that 
when the heck else am I going to Russia? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Any excuse, really. To, if you yeah. can get a free trip to Russia, go yeah, go to Russia. But you're more summer Olympics than winter. Um, I love figure skating. So okay. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'd love to go Dancing for that. Dancing on ice skates, all good. Why not? I know exactly. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I just think this is the time just to go to Russia and check it off my list. I mean, my it's what I do with China. My cousins were there in the Peace Corps, and I'm like, when else am I going to China? Did you go to China? I spent a month there. Wow. Did you see the wall? I did, and it's huge. Right? You know what was great? Um, what if you've ever go to China? Um, they'll tell you, oh, go to Bataling, and they bus you out there, and you take a chairlift up, and you take an alpine slide down. I kid you not. What the hell is an alpine slide? Um, it's a little slide that goes down a mountain. You have like this little individual like plastic cart, and you have like a little break. It, that sounds terrifying. It's so stupid. Oh my gosh! Are, it's not that scary because it, it goes like this. It's more like a like it. Wait, it isn't really an incline. Is it super? It's not straight down. No, it, okay. it curves kind of like a water like slide a luge would or a sl- okay a water slide. Like if you're water at the water slide. park, like that goes like. I don't that. mind that. Yeah. So my cousin and I, I traveled with one of my cousins um, from the states, and we met um, my cousin and his wife who were. Um, Peace Corps, yeah, way deep in there. and um, But we spent a week, the final week in Beijing, and I, I said, you know what? I want to do the unrestored part of the wall. I want to do the real stuff. I don't like to do the touristy stuff. Yeah. So this bus dropped us off in this middle of the village, like way out there, and they like pointed us. They go, go up this way. So we hiked up the mountain and then did a 10-kilometer hike of the unrestored part of the wall wow. from Simitai to Jinshiling. Wow. It was the most... I like bawled my eyes out when I finished. It was so majestic and breathtaking, and that's amazing. And how was how how were were the people and the food? Was it all amazing? It was, and I have to say that they they love Americans. Yeah, um, I was blonde, so of course. Uh, so awesome freak show. Awesome for me, you yeah. know, because they just want to take pictures with me. They're like, and, Yay! Yeah, they're like <laughs> they'd like hello, and then they'd run away. Um, but the food was great. The food really, you're just basically eating vegetables and protein. Okay. Um, a little bit of rice, but you do it to keep yourself if you're still hungry. Okay. But it's polite to leave rice in the bowl. Okay, note to self. Yeah, I lost eight pounds while I was there. Oh, wow. Because you're just eating protein and, and some vegetables. Veg you're eating great. veg. Yeah. Right. Um, the only thing that I didn't like was um, the smoking. Everyone smokes. Oh. Um, and so I had asthmatic symptoms probably the whole time I'm there. I don't have asthma at all. And I literally right. landed at LAX and thought, fresh air. Wow, that is a there. There's a glimpse. Yeah, anyone that lives quality. in LA knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, I have this to say, Kristen Burt. Joe Wilson is a bright man. Well done. Thank, Thank you. you so much for doing the dork for us. This has been. I've learned a lot about uh, the Olympics, and uh, and I've got a lot of new names in my head. So thank you so much for doing the show. All the links. Everybody should watch uh, uh, Red Carpet Closet TV. They should read and, and see that. And NBC U- Universal's I Village, and all that stuff. They can watch you on the internet and on the television. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thanks for having me. My hat. My hat. My hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?